sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Welcome back, everybody. Hour number two on a football Friday. And now we have set the stage. We know what's going on in baseball. We know what we expect there with the Larry O'Brien trophy at the end of tonight. We talked about, you know, hurricanes and COVID and testing. Kevin gave you the update, and it is good news. If you are just joining us here uh, on the early line for hour number two, we have heard no new positives in New England, no new positives in Tennessee. The way the NFL handles the Tennessee Titans, we will have plenty of time to discuss if you think it's right draft picks fines whatever they're going to do we'll see how it moves but let's get into the games for week five kevin and to me i don't know anybody who would have said this but the marquee hmm. matchup in my opinion for week five is the cleveland browns and the indianapolis colts kev you talked about it right now maybe we believe in this indianapolis defense a little bit more because they have been shutting it down and i'm going to tell you something kev the cleveland browns are kind of doing what you and i said they may do this year right Throw out week one against Baltimore. They are establishing an identity. They have a head coach that is mature. They're doing it the right way. And this, with even without Nick Chubb, which we will expect here on Sunday, I believe the, the, the run game of Cleveland against this top five indie defense is a marquee matchup. I love this game. I really, really do, man. And the fact that it's as good as it is coming into it, no, I don't yeah. think we, you know, like it's the game of the week. For sure. I got to say, and I'm very excited to hear what you have to say with this one, because you're someone who, there's not a lot of, I don't know if there's a lot of people that were in on both teams to the level that you oh, were. I was. Right? Yeah, there's a, I was, there's yeah. a lot of people that were like real, real cults, and there's a lot of people that were real, real brown. So I'm very excited what you have to say, because I think like both sure. of these teams are delivering on what yeah. you believe they could be. For me, I'm on the Browns, though. I, 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 I'm more Browns than Colts. I okay. love what I'm seeing from this offense. This feels like this, the the team that everyone tried, myself included, to buy last year. All these offensive weapons. Baker's doing right. a great job not turning the ball over. Stefanski really finding a rhythm with this football team. 30-plus in three straight games. I don't care if you're playing the, the Mizzou Tigers. That's an awesome job by any offense in the NFL. And... They've got a they've got a real good defense. Miles Garrett yeah. right now, maybe your DPOY baby for, for DPOY. Like mm -hmm. this is a team that I really like. It is not to say that I dislike the Colts, but yep. it's almost the spot where I'll take the team at home, especially when you know the asking price for me, Dane, is minus one oh two. Like I, I got a dog, I got a home dog here as well. I like the Browns mm. in this spot. Okay, fair enough. Um, you're right. The, this is the way I expected the Colts and the Browns to look on some level this season, right? And remember, so for the Browns, though, when you said, like, this is what was supposed to happen last year, no. And I think this is the critical defense difference. Under Freddie Kitchens, this was a pass first, spread it out, let Baker be the man. 
This year, it's the run game and then Baker play action, and that's a Stefanski thing. That looks like the Minnesota Vikings also. I would say the same thing about the Vikings establishing Cook as the right hand and then the play action with Thielen and Diggs in the past, right? The way that Cleveland is playing, and that's why I believe that one-two punch of Chubb and Hunt is so important, right? And they just didn't have that opportunity when they got boat raced in Baltimore week one. I think that is the big difference, having the run game be the lead hand in that right hand, left hand, and allowing Baker to do things that are more comfortable for him, uh, be um, you know productive in play action, bootleg, that sort of stuff in structure, as opposed to it being, hey, Baker, be like Russell, be like Deshaun Watson and make plays. I think that's a big difference, and I think why the Cleveland Browns are better this year. As we welcome in our radio audience, shout out to all the affiliates right here on the grid on the early line with Indy, part of the reason I was so high on them, Kev, it's an unsexy thing, but it's one in the trenches. This defensive line, when they get in, I always mess it up. Is it Buckner or Armstead they got? And then their offensive line, I knew they were going to want to run the ball when they drafted Jonathan Taylor to be part of this high-end committee. I knew that when they brought in Phillip Rivers, they weren't going to ask him to do too much, right? And we see the throws to the backs and the tight ends all the time. Here's what I'll say, Kev. The winner of this game, Kev, to me, is a tier two team. The loser of this game is a tier three team, potentially. When we talk about these AFC, right, and you're like, oh, it's the Chiefs by themselves. Whoever wins this game, I'm going to talk about with the Bills and the Ravens. Whoever loses this game, I'm going to talk about with the Steelers and the Titans. Does that make sense for you? I think that is fair. Of course, and and obviously, you would say this as well. Want to see how it plays out, right? Like if yes, one of these teams yes. races Fair. the other, then of, of course, right? I think there's but it's a world such a where... good matchup. I want to see if what I believe in the run game can work mm-hmm. against a good defense. I want to believe yeah. if what happens with the Colts, right, the way they can do it, happens against this run game, right? This is an interesting proof point litmus test for what I believe these teams will look. Because you're right, I did think it would look this way. For me, and maybe we don't have to see this play out, but why I lean Browns is I don't trust Phillip Rivers to go out there and win a game anymore. I really don't. <laughs> like, that Jags team stinks. And I was sitting here, and we were sitting here like, maybe Gardner's going to save the franchise. and Maybe they win seven games because of Rivers' inability to come from behind there. So, yeah. I think, and I'll just quickly say this as well with the Browns. I understand the identity is flipped. When I say it's what we thought they would get, it's just all of these weapons, and they're using them all so effectively now. I love what I'm seeing from them, and I like them as the dog. Yeah, the start of this game is going to be real important to me. Whichever one of them implements their style and enforces what they want to do is going to be key. More games when we come back here on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back in, everybody. Right here onto the early line. Dane and Kevin digging into some of these week five matchups. And, and Kev, you know, we talk about hurricanes. And COVID and, you know, what we said is a marquee AFC matchup, and I believe it is. But let me tell you something. There is the potential for another headline to dominate the NFL, and it is still uncertain right now. 
I don't think it's going to happen. But Lamar Jackson has missed the last two practices for the Baltimore Ravens with what is described as a knee injury, Kev. And I understand the abundance of caution, but I also understand, Kev, that if this was something they are worried about, they wouldn't tell us that either, okay? So the fact that he hasn't practiced is like the only real data points we have. Maybe he'll get in limited work today, and if so, he'll be on track to play. But Kev... Is this something you want to get ahead of? Because how would you play this and how seriously are you taking the news that Lamar's missed the last two practices? Because that's clearly the headline of Ravens Bengals for me. 100%. And, you know, we've talked about like last week, Lamar against Washington. It's a team usually that he can kind of beat up on. He had the, the 50 yard rushing touchdown, but that was really it. Like he had a 50 yard rushing touchdown, he finished with 53 yards. He didn't throw for 200. You take a look at what he did last year against the Bengals. It's a team he beat up on, man. Like, 152 rushing yards against them, one of those games. Rushing touchdowns. Like, he was really able to do whatever he wanted. And I think he can do that here again. I don't want, I don't, I can't back him if he's feeling sick, right. feeling banged up. Because then what are the right. Ravens going to do? They're just going to bench them because they're going to be up by yes. so much. Now, you might say... They're going to go hard on the first half, and we're going to see RG3. And this is the thing. And so you might say, well, and don't you just like 12 and a half if they're going to have the ability to put Lamar on the bench? Yeah, but the, then the back door is a little too open for right. me. And, yeah, and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's also really, like, I'm at, I'd probably, like you said there, I'd rather play the first half, honestly... I'd rather just lay six and a hook with RG3 at quarterback than lay 12 and a half with this banged up version of Lamar. Like, I, I just, Burrow hangs around a little too much for my liking. Right. Yeah, Over those attempts are going to be there, the garbage time back door. Yeah. Like, I hear you. You just play the over? What am I supposed mm -hmm. to do with Lamar Jackson's knee and stomach hurts? Here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'll tell you, and then we'll move to the next game. But... The Baltimore Ravens run the ball. The Cincinnati Bengals cannot stop the run. I'd be looking, like, honestly, you know I say this all the time, the B-side, right? I'm looking at, like, honestly, I'm looking at, like, Gus Edwards' prop bets in this one, right? Because guess what? Ingram's going to run. Edwards is going to run. Dobbins is going to run. Whichever yeah. one of those is listed as the lowest, I'll take that one because in six carries, J.K. Dobbins or Gus Edwards will get above their number against this run defense. That's what I it's believe. True. That's the way I would play it. Take QB run out of the equation. Their running that stable will run for 200 yards against this defense. We've seen it before, and I mm -hmm. think we'll see it again on Sunday. You know, Mixon had a great game. Uh, you, as I continue to see on our commercials, you believe T. Higgins is larger than all of the humans, and he continues he to ascend. I know, and he continues <laughs> to ascend. Um, I've told you, I think A.J. Green is on the descent. I think T. Higgins is yeah. on the ascent, so we'll check that one out. Kev, I want to get your thoughts on the battle of Pennsylvania, which is the next game up. Your Philadelphia Eagles, fresh off their win, their road win upset, go on the road again, closer to home, into Heinz Field. The way I want to ask you about this, though, Kev, what do you think is the Steelers' mentality right now coming off their imposed by, right? We heard Big Ben talk about it last week, being like, oh, we got the short end of the stick. 
right? We had to yep. work out for three days and then get told we have a bye. It's now early in the season. He's still working his way back from surgery. He's still building chemistry. What do you think the Steelers will come out looking like uh, here in week five? Listen, I'm telling you, when we've talked Eagles, if you've ever sensed any bias, you would. I'll tell in, you. Right? I'll tell There's you. Go ahead. Spots like, you know, You're only like, saying oh, that disclaimer, though, because you think I may have to right now. So go ahead. <laughs> Dane, we've watched go Big ahead. Ben for a while. Grumpy yeah. Big Ben, right? Poor me, Big Ben. Throws two picks. One of them's a pick six. This game hangs around more than it should because the Eagles are still banged up. It's not Nick Mullins. The play is the seven. I think you sprinkle on the money line. I have seen this Big Ben before. This is, I I almost wish, this reminds me of Washington Philly, week one, where I was like, I wish it was anybody else, right? right so right, I could right. just blindly back Washington. I wish this was anybody else. So when I am telling you to go against grumpy Big Ben, people aren't like, ah, it's an Eagles angle. This is what he does. He is going, now, I could be so wrong here. So wrong, okay? And the Steelers might go out there and boat race Philly. But grumpy Big Ben against a team quietly. You want to pick at resumes? That's a resume you can pick at, by the way. The Pittsburgh Steelers. I think you take seven. I'm seeing that minus seven at minus 115. Let's get seven and the hook. And and let's roll Hmm. Philly here. Am I crazy? Am I wrong? Uh, seven in the hook would be a lot different than seven for me in this one. Okay. Um, I think you're borderline crazy, Kev. I got to tell you. And here's the piece of it. All right. All right. Here's the piece of it. The stuff you're talking about, Big Ben, fine. Maybe. I think, you know, are they rested and chomping at the bit or is it angry, Big Ben? I think there's multiple ways that this can go. Here's the thing I'm going to hang my hat on on this one. And this is something I've put a little bit more faith in than you throughout the season. And it is the front seven of the Pittsburgh Steelers defense Um, against, you know, what we have seen as an offensive line that gives up sacks as Carson Wentz who has been prone to the mistake and the turnover. I told you once earlier in the season, I think I hung a number for you, Kev, of like over-under quarterbacks that the Steelers will knock out of the game. This is one of those days where I, I, I fear for Carson Wentz's safety in this one, Kev. That's the thing for me in this one. I think there's a universe where they, like Carson Wentz is under big-time duress in this game. And I think that is going to be the lead narrative as opposed to what the Steelers and Big Ben are doing on offense. I think the leading headline from this game will be the Pittsburgh Steelers' defense, Kev. I get it. I get it. Three games. Danny Dimes moved the ball on him, right? We all watched that mm-hmm. game Monday night. Jeff yep. Driscoll almost beat this defense in okay. Pittsburgh, who then got benched for Brett Rippon. Mm-hmm. And the 0-4 Texans who just fired their coach were up 14-3 in Pitt. This team, quietly, has not looked anywhere near as good as people are saying. There is loads of defensive talent. T.J. Watt, 
is fantastic, but Dupree makes plays. The Minka Fitzpatrick trade is one of the more mind-blowing things that have happened in, in recent years and to the degree that worked out for this team as How does Philly as challenge out. this Pittsburgh defense? How does Philly, with the weapons they now have, right, and, and we may even get Jeffrey back, apparently, in this one. How does Philly th threaten, how does Philly threaten this defense? Listen, I now, it, it, no one said it's going to be pretty, okay? But okay. last okay. week, Wentz, it, it's... Look, he started to make some of those special plays, okay, that he has the ability to do. Look, when it's when Carson's out there, man, we're, we're living on the edge, right? We're, right? we're like, oh, no, that's to the other team. Or it's like, that's the best play I've seen. There's three dudes alive that can make that play. And, again, I'm not telling you they're going to have a house pit. It's in Pittsburgh. It's a good team, okay? If mm -hmm. you get grumpy Big Ben and the Eagles can get a lead, Okay, I don't know mm -hmm. if I trust him to come back, and this defense has not performed to their billing. That's all I'll say. And I think and all I say, you say, make this fun of me all the time that this is where I go. I think Carson Wentz will visit the blue tent at some point in this game. I really outrageous do. Outrageous comment. Outrageous. I think he's going to visit the blue tent, brother man. And if so, we got a different set of issues on our hands. We've got other games to discuss, Kev. And we will do that when we come back after the news grid, after the news update here on Sports Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, welcome back in, everybody, right here onto the early line. We welcome back our radio affiliates as well around the country as we get you ready for week five of the NFL season. And, Kev, we were talking about, you know, some teams in the NFC East. You were mentioning you think Philly is a little bit live here and that Pittsburgh has sort of underperformed. I, I kind of see it the other way. I think that Pittsburgh defense and I think Pittsburgh in general is chomping at the bit because of their imposed by last week. We'll see how that one plays out. But two other NFC. East teams are getting uh, renewing their hostilities this week the Giants and the Cowboys here's the thing for me this is where it breaks down for me Kev the Cowboys defense has been pathetic so far this season, right? No, seriously. They're giving up 37, 40 points a game. I'm sorry Venmo. It is the case, right? It's pathetic. However, I don't know that I trust the Giants to be able to take advantage of that, Kev. I don't know that they have the horses to, like, I know Dallas is going to score 30-some-odd points in this game, yeah. okay? Even against the Dallas defense. I don't know if I can trust the Giants to get to 20. <sighs> Look, this game... I already love how wrong I'm going to be about this game. And I don't even know which way I'm on this game yet. I've just, I've seen this game a hundred times. I will either, right? Like this is a, oh man, this is such, it's such a good teaser game to blow up in people's face, right? Because either you get the Giants getting 14 and a half and Dallas does what they did to them last year. And they beat them by 20. No, And they beat them by 20 comfortably, right? Right. Or you bring this thing down to two and a half. Look at the key numbers that you have here on a six on a six point teaser. And then right, the Giants the key, win the yeah. game. 
because Dallas has the worst defense in football. I, man, Dane, I don't know here. Because I've said this a bunch of times. My plan was to get the Cowboys bang on against the spread 16-0, 16 weeks. Because I thought they were going to be that predictable. And week one, we were off to a great start. Then all the fumbles happened in week two, and it really messed up our mojo. But I learned last week, apparently the way to go 16-0 on this team against the spread is to bet against them. They're one of the very few teams that's not covered a number yet. Mm. Are they going to now, do you really want to trust this team to cover eight and a half? Listen, Daniel Jones does have multiple, like, four or five touchdown pass games in his career. Is he going to throw a pick in this game? Of course. It's a day that ends in Y. But he might just hang around here long enough. They hung around last week with the Rams. So, oh, boy. Give me the yeah. Giants. Give me the Giants getting eight and a hook to hang around in a division matchup. Yeah. I just, I, I, um, I'm on the other side. Uh, I don't know if I'd lay the eight and a half. I'll tell you that. I'm not touching this game against the spread. Your idea of teasing it through the two key numbers makes sense to me. I just feel like the Dallas offense is a known quantity. And even though the Dallas defense is such a dumpster fire, I don't see how the Giants defense, I mean, the Giants offense threatens it in the way that some of these, like the Cowboys defense has been really bad, right? But we're talking about Seattle, Atlanta, you know, like these are teams that offensively, you know, have something to them. The Giants don't. Um, the so Browns I wonder if that, 50 on that, them in Dallas. Right. But the in Browns Dallas. have a good running game. 50. The Giants have no offensive line. And Deion I, Lewis and Devontae Freeman, like, do you think the – so here's the thing. Let me ask you. Devontae Freeman prop bet comes out on Sunday yeah. morning, and it's like – I don't think I'm being crazy. It's like uh, 62. Yeah. Where are you going? Listen, I mean, I might have to hit the over on that. Here's the thing, right? Okay. So but I'm just saying the, being consistent would be you are hitting the over I, on this. Right. Here's my thing. If the Browns can put up 49, then a Giants team can put up 30. I mean, that's significantly nah. less points. Dana, nah. significantly less points. This defense. What's the Giants is, team total in this one? What's the Giants team total in this one? Maybe we have a gentleman's bet on our hands. What is the Giants team total in this and a half. game? I will take the under. And I'll take the over. There okay. We, we can have, there we can have we our go. first gentleman's bet in weeks. In a couple of weeks. And that, that's what I think it is, right? Because fundamentally, I don't think but, the Giants have the horses you know what's funny? to threaten it. You think the Dallas Cowboys defense is, is that bad that even the Giants can? I'll say this, okay? The Cowboys team totals 31 and a half. They're scoring 35, 40 points in this game, right? Like they should. That's right. So to right. where it's like, and this, this is not any type of buyer's remorse, but like the total in this game is 54. But this is one of the things that I've, that's really helped me as a better is you look at totals sometimes, you're like, nah. But when you look at them from the team total perspective, sometimes right. it really helps. And after looking at both of these team totals, I actually do like, even though it's a very high 54, I really like over 54 in this game. 
All right, fair enough. Another game that is a high total is the 56 and a half being hung for Sunday night football, Kev, where the Minnesota Vikings go to Seattle. I feel like I've seen this game before, Kev. The Vikings in Seattle on prime time when the narrative is cousins in the prime time spots on the road. But guess what? The 12s won't be there this time around, Kevin. And honestly, I think that might matter. We have seen teams with veteran quarterbacks on the road use the hard count be able to have offense move a little bit better we know points are crazy in the nfl and i honestly believe some of it is accountable to there being no fans to road offenses being able to move we know the narrative on cousins do you think he can come out and keep this vikings team within the number which also stands at seven dane what is your perception of this vikings offense like a soft ranked of top 10, bottom 10, bang average. Where does middle this 10, Vikings off? Middle. Okay. Middle. They've scored 30 plus three of the four weeks. And the one game there, they looked putrid. And this is why, again, like you're starting to give the Colts a little bit more life, was against Indy in Indy. The Colts, right? The Vikings offense might actually be pretty good. Like Dalvin Cook's one of the best backs in the league. The dude is. I feel like there's going to be a touchdown record broken this year, man. With the way teams are scoring, like Dalvin's scoring every single week, it it looks incredible. Like Seattle is scoring 40 points. Like Seattle's scoring 40 points in this game, 100%. Yeah. I'm just betting the over here. Like, you know what? Every game's going over, and you you ask yourself, oh, it's got to regress to the mean. You know what? When it does, let me know. 56 and a half. Why is this game not getting into the 60s or the 70s? Like, (laughs) <laughs> because Seattle's banged up. Their defense stinks. Jamal Adams is not going to play in this game. We already know right. that. Minnesota's defense, also not good. Russell Wilson off of a bad game of throwing 300 yards and only two touchdowns. Like, yeah, this game's going to fly. No, I'm with this you. game is going to fly. I'm Why with is you. this game not going to fly? I don't have an answer for you. I think if you had to make me choose one way or the other, I would agree with you. This game is going to fly, and I've told you this. Yeah, points are being scored. Overs ruin the day. And and like it's the same as like a year and a half ago in baseball when all of a sudden these home runs started and people were like, oh, it's going to regress. No, it didn't. You know, and so that might be the case here as well. Part of me believes that some of the Vikings uh, – uh, uh, pizzazz on offense is that they were in game script right against like green bay was putting up 40 and they had to that then became part of the game flow and then minnesota held their end of the bargain and there's no reason to think that seattle isn't going to create that same kind of prescription i'm with you the idea of the over um i like the kid jefferson as well starting to go we got a ton of games i gotta ask you a fantasy question quickly what's up bro this week daniel jones or kirk cousins this week, Daniel Jones or Kirk Cousins? Uh, for me, Kirk Cousins. Okay. Not for me, Kirk just, Cousins. I, and I would say, I would check. I bet the, you like the team totals. I bet that Vikings team total is higher than the Giants team total. And I understand that Cook, uh, you know, takes a bigger chunk of the pie than the running backs in New Jer- uh, in the Giants. But I'd go Cousins personally because also uh, Danny Dimes is going to turn the ball over for fantasy a bunch of times. Let's quickly talk about this next game, Rams and Washington. Which way is this going to go for the Washington football team? Are they going to rally behind Kyle Allen as the starter? Or 
the Rams, who, listen, they got the win, but they didn't look impressive on offense. It took a last, you know, a last five minutes, Cooper Cup, like 50-yard play to get the working margin against the Giants. Now they go on the road to Washington, a Washington team that's ahead of the Giants in that division, right? So why won't this be the same kind of, quite frankly, ugly-looking game? I love it. I absolutely love it. When we did roster resets, right? Yeah. You try and find your spots. I had Washington mm. winning this game. Uh-huh. This game was seven and a half. Then Haskins got benched. And now it's a flat yep. seven. This bet was made for me by Ron Rivero. I'm laying mm. seven with the Rams. They're going to obliterate this team. They're going to obliterate okay. this team. But let me actually see if I can make a point, though, to where people feel like there's actual value here. Dane, do you think it is outrageous? I don't want to say outrageous. Would you say that the Ravens are seven points better than the Rams on a neutral field? Seven on a neutral field? That feels too high to me. I think it's about right. I don't think that's crazy. Um, and I also don't think it's crazy. Ron Rivera, I know Haskins got a short straw. Raw deal. But... Ron Rivera is looking around and thinking this division is ripe for the taking and thinking that he can be better with the guy who knows his offense. Like, do you think the Washington offense will look better? Not at all. Like, I can't believe that the Rams defense played Daniel Jones and now they're going to go and play in like, like a worse quarterback who's more likely to turn the ball over. They're okay. they're. He's going to turn the ball over. They've given up 30-plus each week. They will give up 30-plus again. The Rams was in this game going away. All right, fair enough. I'm, t- I'm passing on this game. I don't disagree with you. I'm passing on it because I do don't think pass. there's a potential Take that Rivera Rams. is on some like, no, this guy can run my system better. I want to see how that plays out. We also believe Chase Young may return for the Washington football team. We got more games on tap, and we'll do it after this on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, welcome back in, everybody, to the early line on SportsGrid. Dane and Kev going through the rest of the games, and we've got a sprint to the finish here for Week 5. Another game that I am intrigued by, you know I'm intrigued by it, is the Cardinals coming to MetLife to take on the Jets. The Jets another home dog in this one. And listen, it's going to be Joe Flacco under center. Here's what I'm worried about, the narrative forming, because Flacco is also going to have the return of some of the weapons that Sam Darnold never had to make him look good and a matchup against a defense that can be had what do you think this game goes to i'm on you know i'm on this home dog thing i saw the way the cardinals have looked the last couple of weeks seven's an interesting number especially with the jets getting healthy and flacco under center i hate this game i hate this game so much i really thought that I would enter week five with an ability to give you a, a strong lean each way, seen four sure. games. This game, man, of all the games, because this should be easy. I should just say lay the seven. The Jets are the worst team in football. Don't worry about it. But now Arizona's looked ugly two weeks in a row. Yep. Flacco's the quarterback, and I weirdly don't want to bet against Flacco, and I don't know why. 
right? No, I, I hear you. I just, I, where's the hook? Why is the hook not there? How is this not seven and a half? Like, this game is so, so ugly. I think yesterday I said I want to play, I'd rather take the Jets. I think today I'd rather take the Cardinals. <laughs> it's probably so. If you Cardinals. can't go either way on that, can I interest you in the total? 47 and a half. No, you can't. Okay. Because, like, I don't know okay. if the Jets are going to really score. No, Flacco's a wild card, and the Jets' offense is a wild card. Not only the Flacco, but listen, Crowder came back last week. We're hearing that Le'Veon Bell could be activated off IR for this game. Perryman, Mims, oh, both also gosh. on the horizon, okay? So this could be a very different Jets offense than the joke that has been, you know, described as for the last couple of weeks. It's plausible, and that's why yeah. I'm scared of this game as well. One note on the Arizona side, I said it in my Diamonds and Fugazis. Chase Edmonds, people. Chase Edmonds, okay? Uh, getting just as much opportunity as Kenyon Drake, and I draw your attention. You know I gotta say this, because you know, the spitting statistician is from the Bronx, baby. You know what university is in the Bronx? Fordham University. You know where Chase Edmonds went to school? Fordham University. You remember last time Chase Edmonds faced the New York team in MetLife Stadium against the Giants? Four touchdowns. Yes, Tom Brady, four touchdowns. So watch out for Chase Edmonds in this game as well. I don't think the books have caught up to the fact that Edmonds is, in essence, this starting running back. Watch the prop bets for Drake and Edmonds when they come out in this game i'm gonna be on chase um next game kev we've also got miami traveling across the country for a late start in san francisco the niners licking their wounds after your eagles went in there and got their first win but they're getting a little bit healthier kev jimmy g was mm -hmm. cleared to practice on a limited basis raheem mostart was cleared to practice on a limited basis i'm gonna tell you right now this is my survivor pool pick of the week i don't think the niners lose two in a row at home i don't think the dolphins have the horses to get a road victory and i'll make another i don't know how bold it is I believe this is the last start for Ryan Fitzpatrick for the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, no, listen, uh, I'm seeing it the same way. I think they should be ready to turn to Tua. They clearly are thinking about it with each and every loss. I think this is a Niners team that, you know, has to be as refocused as you could imagine. I will exactly. say, though, I don't want to do this if Garoppolo is not the quarterback. I don't. Mm, I don't care how good C.J. Beathard looked down the end. I don't care that Nick Mullins has good games under his belt. If Garoppolo is not the quarterback, then this has to get below the seven and go to six and a half for me to take it. Because and I and I don't know how you feel with your survivor pick, but I'm not doing. I am not doing this unless it's Jimmy G. I um. I still think San Francisco could win the game outright. I understand the spread and the back door being live. You know, yeah. Nick Mullins could throw it away. CJ beat hard. <laughs> we don't know about, although he was uh, teammates with Kittle there in Iowa. I, I, I do think, like, listen, I just think San Francisco, there are games with the Niners. The Giants game comes to mind. The Jets yeah. game come to mind. Where they just run, like, they can just enforce their will, you know? Yep. And I think... And that's that's what I see on Sunday here. I see them enforcing their will with the run game and being just too physical. And uh, I, I kind of think they'll get the job done, whether it's Nick Mullins, whether it's C.J. Beathard, 
or whether it's Jimmy Garoppolo, although you are right, the more than a touchdown spread would scare me otherwise. But I think they're very safe in a knockout pool on the money line. In those two games, listen, you know, uh, new quarterback for the Jets, right? Returning quarterback for the 49ers, the potential of a new quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. That's intriguing. In the last two games that we got to talk about, I want to talk about head coaches as the narrative instead. And we start with Jacksonville and Houston. The Houston Texans have fired Bill O'Brien this week, right? So we had this again. You know, I asked you the same thing about the Pittsburgh Steelers. How will they respond to what happened, right? They're a week and a half off. You were like, "Eh, angry, Ben. I'm like, they may be salivating and chomping at the bit. How will the Washington football team respond under Kyle Allen, right? People can see it differently. How will this Texans team respond under Romeo Cornell? Honestly, if you've seen some of the reports, J.J. Watt and the D.C. were like arguing with Bill O'Brien. Could this actually be like a clearing of the skies for the Houston Texans? Could they respond well to this? Or do you think it's never good when you fire a coach and there's a reason this team is 0-4? So this number is moving in Jacksonville's favor, which is okay. suspicious and concerning. The Texans should be able to get off the pine here, right? I mean, they're going to drop to I don't know. five. Like, that's miserable, man. That's so bad if they were to drop to 0-5. Like, I'm leaning on the Texans here at 5.5. The total's really interesting to me as well, though. This feels like this total goes by 10 points either direction, right? Like, either it is the ugly game of the week that destroys your fantasy lineups and your DFS plays because somehow, someway, the Texans and the Jags just played a 17-13 slugfest. Or, I mean, the final score of this game is like 38-30. And it's just or it's seventeen thirteen, right? Yeah, and I know right. it sounds. I don't yeah. know if that sounds ridiculous to people, but no, like, I, I makes that makes sense to me. Year, I think the final score was like twelve ten. Like this is yeah. what happened. Like it's just AFC South games have the tendency to be real, real weird. And yep, I, I'm leaning on the Texans here, though. Their offense looked a little bit better. You got to think there's a because you know what you you were saying. Uh, there was a little bit of a revolt, right, to get B.O.B. Right, out, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when that happens, the players then take a little bit of onus that they have to prove it okay. was the right move. I'm talking like myself. Like Aaron Rodgers being like, look, without now. McCarthy, watch what I do yeah. here, right? That kind no, of No, seriously, thing. though. Yeah. To where, like, now that Ding Dong the Witch yeah. is dead, let us show that it was that guy's fault, right? No, I, mm-hmm. I hear you. I, yeah. I like the way you framed this game, okay, Kev? I really do. What I will say to add on is, with the different kind of paths you laid out, I'm leaning towards the ugly side. I'm leaning towards the underside of this one. I'm leaning towards that, you know, real weird, because it may even be raining, you know, also with this hurricane environment that we're in. Um, And so, I think it's in a Here's what I know. Where? Houston? They got like the retractable one. I don't know. They were like retractable. Whatever. I'm going for the sloppy, ugly version of what I believe. You're right. The AFC South can be 30 versus 30 or the sloppy, ugly, right? I think it's that way. And here's the other thing I'm going to say. Remember, you've been saying after four weeks, you wish you had, you know, staunch leans on teams and knew what they were, right? All that stuff. 
one of the things that I've said to you previously that I do believe that I will hang my hat on, the Houston Texans cannot stop the run, Kevin. They can't stop. No, they can't. And I believe I be, I'm a believer in this James Robinson kid, Kev. Okay. So I'm gonna be on all the James Robinson props, I believe. And I think that Jacksonville will see that as their right hand in this one. Okay. Instead of Minshew Mania kind of stuff. I think they really have a quick and dry way to keep this game close. They're the underdog on the road, right? So I think they're gonna wanna sloppy it up, wanna muck it up, and they believe in James Robinson against that run defense that they can do so. I believe this is a lower scoring game, and then because of that, the five and a half points could come into play. I don't feel it strongly because I believe the path that you're talking about is possible. But if I have mm-hmm. to lean, it's under and it's the points. And I believe James Robinson against this Houston run defense is the linchpin for my outlook. Yeah, I, I hear it. But the more we talked about it, I like the Texans quite a bit laying five and a hook. Okay. All right. Fair enough. The last game on the slate is the Atlanta Falcons after their loss on Monday Night Football going to Carolina. Oh, no, excuse me. This is in Atlanta. So it's Carolina Mm -hmm. going to Atlanta where the Falcons are at home. They are one and a half point favorites. Yo, I've told you for a while that I'm believing in what Teddy Bridgewater is doing in this offense with Matt Rule, with Joe Brady, right? We're seeing Robbie Anderson and more, right? We're seeing Mike Davis be, he's not Christian McCaffrey, but he's a viable NFL running back. I, 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 you know, I kind of think Carolina is being under-respected. Atlanta looks like a dumpster fire that is talking about the firing of their coach. This kind of feels like dead man walking to me. I know the Panthers' defense is not anything to write home about, but I think this Carolina Panthers' offense is enough to attack that Falcons' defense, and I think I have more confidence in Carolina right now. I'm buying low in Atlanta. I got okay. it. I, I think that's you a, got that's, it here. That's valid. I, Because I, I, everything that you said, right, like, you, you, yes, you like the, the Carolina uh, team, but I don't think even you thought this was going to result in results the way it has right so like for them to be two and two is 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 pretty impressive i i think this atlanta team i kind of feel like we have to teams aren't going to really go 0 and 16 right so spots like this for houston spots like this for atlanta like the jets they gotta start grabbing (laughs) so much no shit right like yeah, the Jets might go all in 16. The Jets might go all in 16. Right? But like for you, the Giants offense to go crazy. These spots happen. Wait. Yes. Can't wait. Like, so I, I really, I really do think we're looking at a spot here where it's got it's a little it feels a little now or never for Atlanta. Feels a little now or never. Yeah. Yeah, uh, listen, we what we gotta do, Kev, is we gotta bring in our friend to the show, right? Uh that we had as the beat reporter for Atlanta to really get that pulse, right? Like, is Dan Quinn on the way out, you know? Or is Are they banging the drum for that in Atlanta? I think that is important for me, Kev. Division teams together, right? So that, for, my, for me, that makes this feel close. And then in any game that feels close, 
Nah, the Falcons have pissed it away. <laughs> right? So if it's close, I'm going to rely on Teddy B over Matt Ice in this. If it's a kind of close, familiar division game, which I kind of feel it would profile. I'm not taking necessarily the points. I think you could talk about Carolina outright on the money yeah, line. It's, one and it's a only half. plus 108. Right, because it's only one and a half. Yeah, but, you know, I, I could see Carolina getting the job done. I think they found something with the way they want to play. And Teddy Bridgewater, the butler, Teddy Two Gloves, with the white glove service, I think, gets it done. Those are all the games. We'll do a recap, and we will tie a nice, neat little bow on this episode of The Early Line when we come back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back in, everybody, right here on to the early line. And we have finished another football Friday. But, Kev, we got the Major League Baseball playoffs. We got the NBA Finals going on. So much stuff. We talked about a UFC card uh, that was going on on yesterday's show. When we come back here on Monday, what are we going to be talking about as the headline in the sports world? I mean, it could literally be anything from a game six in the NBA Finals to more COVID positive tests. Who knows right. what we're going to be talking about? What do you think we're going to be talking about at 7.03 a.m. on Monday? Well, I think there's a there's a real good chance that I want to talk about LeBron winning his fourth <laughs> NBA championship. Uh, I think the likely uh, outcome, though, is just trying to get a grasp of where the NFL is. It, not just in the results of week five, but like, do we have Thursday night football? Do we have Tuesday night football? Week 18. Right, yeah. like, yeah, just trying to get a, a, a real grasp for, for what's going on there. You know, one of the things that we've not talked about a ton, right? I, I mean, a little bit, but like, yesterday was the most we've seen the whole Titans should forfeit conversation ramp up. Right. Which, you know, we've look again, like we've hit a little bit to where like if they don't play this week, because you know what? Like, does the NFL say, yeah, fine, because it makes their scheduling easier? Boy, is that a slippery slope? It ain't ever gonna happen. It ain't gonna happen, Kev. And I'm gonna tell you why. I, CBS will not allow that to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, listen, I, right I hear you. The NFL by having the Tennessee Titans forfeit would be cutting off their own nose, their own revenue, their yeah. own money, right? I agree. It ain't going to happen. It would have to be a dramatic, dramatic punishment, even like after they take away draft picks or something like that. Kevin, yeah. I think we're going to be talking about on Monday. I think we're going to be talking about a lot of quarterback situations. One in Miami, maybe one in New York. Maybe another one in Washington, and maybe one more random one. I think there's hmm. going to be some movement in quarterback situations starting in this part of the season. What's your best bet, though, man? We got like 30 seconds outside of our gentleman's bet and all that stuff. Yeah. What are you relying on on Sunday? The, the three that stood out to me the most is the over in the Cowboys-Giants game, laying it with the Rams and laying it with the Texans. Cool. I want to see the perception of whoever wins this Browns-Colts game. How are we talking about the Browns or the Colts vis-a-vis -vis the Ravens, the Bills, the Patriots, and the Kansas City Chiefs? But we'll be back here on Monday morning to cover it all. Have a great weekend, everybody. Up next on SportsGrid is the morning after. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.